Blog Talk Radio. about life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prade. I'm so glad you are able to join us. Um, I know today I had advertised that we were going to be speaking about um, when the love you want ain't the love you need, but... Because of today's events, for those that um, don't know, we lost a uh, basketball legend, Kobe Bryant. And I felt in my heart to really just kind of talk about this on this episode because many people that are grieving around the world. And just like the show, the name of the show, the name of the podcast, Reconnect My Heart. And a lot of times we have to realize that our heart is not only hurting because of a uh, loss of love, but also it could be the loss of a loved one. There are many people that may have 
uh, met Kobe Bryant. Many people may have uh, been related to them, but so many others who may not have met him. There may be some who may not have had the opportunity to meet him, but because he grew up in front of our eyes, he became another part, another member of our family. Uh, he was, he might have been a son, uh, an adoptive son to many mothers, a father, uh, a brother figure to those who may not have had a brother, but also a father a father figure to so many who may have not had a father, a male figure in their life. So what I want to do, I want to allow the opportunity for us to really just talk about this because there are many people that are hurt around the world. And, you know, unfortunately, I found out right after we got out of church and I got on Facebook and the first thing I saw when I saw that, I was like, wow, of course, when you hear about news, you always want to make sure that it's true. It's coming from a credible source. And so when I look, I saw that the source was TMZ. And the first thing I said was, well, if it's TMZ, chances are it may be true. So... Let's say, you know, it, it was just reported. Uh, it just, I guess, uh, made um, the news right when I saw it. And right after that, I ended up calling my mom to see if she knew or heard. And let's say, you know, after that, that's when everything came out, all the reports and stuff. But he was one of many that were... Uh, the passenger, the passenger on the helicopter that crashed, along with him losing his life, also his daughter, his, if I'm not mistaken, 13 or 14 year old daughter, along with many others that were uh, on board. And today was supposed to be a celebratory day, but like I said, there are many people that are hurting. There are many people that are asking God why. There are many people that are, you know, questioning, you know, you know, if it happened to him, you know, it you see, death does not discriminate. And one of the things I always tell people, I said death is the most inconvenient person that you would ever meet. Death would make you rearrange a vacation that you had planned for many years. Death would interrupt your regular scheduled life. And so, of course, we as a family, we're praying. We're praying. We're praying not just for the family of the Kobe Bryant, the Bryant family, but also the passengers, those who lost their lives, though their family members. But also, we want to make sure that we pray for the teammates, the coaches who have had Kobe Bryant in in their life, but also the teammates, the coaches, the family, but also we want to pray for the fans, the friends 
of Kobe Bryant and also for those who were also passengers on that helicopter. So I wanted to make sure, no matter what, that we pray for one another, that we continue to be about our father's business. You know, you never know where where death is. And one of the things I will say, what really caught my attention, what hurts a lot of time is when you're already grieving, and now when there's grief on top of grief, it overwhelms you. There are many people that were already hurt, many people that were already going through things, going through uh, situations in their lives. Matter of fact, I found out this morning that my father lost a first cousin. And I was like, wow. So that was really on my heart. And I went to my dad's church to uh, speak and then also to spend some time with him. But I wanted to make sure before I let the church know to uh, pray for the family, I wanted to see if my father knew and come to find out he didn't. So um, that's something that we are already dealing with as a family, along with still grieving over the loss of my sister. And then to have this, like I said, many people may not have met Kobe Bryant, but like I said, for him to be on TV, for him to be so much a part of our lives growing up, we, you know, it's something about people who are athletes or celebrities there are many times we see them and they're larger than life. Of course, we see them on TV, but it's something about while they're playing, it's something about when they look at the TV screen, it's like they're speaking to us. It's like no one else understands us better than them. And so to lose someone that you have held on so close in your growing up, in your upbringing, you know, uh, it, it takes a toll on you. You know, I was I was thinking about, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my little brother, you know, when those that know me, I was always uh, a Prince admirer. And when Prince passed, I'm like, oh my, I thought I was the only one that was grieving, but when I looked at the TV screen, when I looked on the internet, the whole world was grieving purple. And so it made me see, wow, he touched that many people's lives that even though we're grieving as a community, as uh, people of the world, but also just like we're grieving corporately, we're also grieving privately. And so the same goes where I was thinking about my nephew. My nephew said that, you know, he looked up to Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant was like uh, the athlete, his favorite athlete. And my nephew is not the only one that feels that way. So many other people feel the same way. Like I said, um, Kobe is actually a little over a year older than my younger brother. And 
I remember when he left high school and ended up playing for the NBA and, you know, he left high school, went straight to the NBA. And, of course, not just playing on the course, but also him being in the movies on TV shows. At the time, he was dating Brandy and all these things. So we got a chance to see him uh, beyond the courts, beyond the basketball courts, see him on the award shows, and, and then see him make the transitions from having an afro to receding hairline to now shaved, clean. But then also we see him with the transition of coming from a boy pursuing love and now being a, a husband and then ultimately a father. And for him to be able to be doing something that he loved and that was taking care of his children. And unfortunately, him crashing along with his daughter. You know, we have to definitely be praying for that family. You know, the wife not only lost her husband, but she lost her daughter. And so they just let you know, like I said, you never know where death is. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to really just make sure that, first of all, we have Jesus Christ in our life. But also, along with having Jesus Christ in our life, making sure, making sure that we live a life where we're headed towards our purpose, ultimately our final destination. We have to make sure that we have our business in order. But also, this is the time for us to be able to really just examine ourselves and ask ourselves, are we fulfilling the purpose and plan that God has orchestrated for our lives? You know, when we see death, especially all of a sudden, when we see death that happens that way, it makes us take personal inventory of our lives. It should also help us to even examine the relationship we have with people because you don't ever want your last memories of a person to be, hmm, I cussed out that person. Well, even though it's nothing wrong with having a disagreement, there are people that were there were people that may not agree with you, but just because we may not be in agreement pertaining to a specific thing, that does not mean that we should fall out. Now there are some people, even though you may you may communicate with them, they may shun you. They may you know, not return your phone call. But the main thing, remember, is this. Make sure it's not on you. Make sure that if you examine, even if that person don't want to deal with you, hey, my hands are clean. I did my part. You can't make somebody accept your forgiveness, accept your phone call, accept your love. But making sure, no matter what, Make sure we take personal inventory of ourselves to make sure, hey, we don't have anything in our heart that will hinder us not only from, you know, having peace, making it to heaven or whatever, but we have to make sure with moments like these, be there for one another.
we have to look at for moments like these. Make sure, man, if it can happen to someone that we see on TV, if it can happen to someone that's an athlete, if it can happen to them, it can happen to us. You know, we hear plane crashes crash all the time, helicopters. We hear tragedy all the time. And unfortunately, as many times tragedy happens, unfortunately today it happened to someone that we all knew. Someone that, like I said, we've seen on TV. Something that we can't avoid. We can't afford. We can't avoid death. This is something that many of us, all of us, will face one day or another. You know, there's an old saying, they say this, uh, an army saying, or excuse me, a, a Marine saying, they say everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. And so when they look at situations like this, we really, really, really have to really be praying for the condition of our nation, the condition of this world. We have lost not just an athlete, and he's an athlete, he's a role model to some, he's a father to others, he was a husband. So when we look at it, my hope and prayer is for those who are hurting. It's okay to cry. It's okay. You know, crying, you'd be surprised. Crying actually relieve a lot of the burden, a lot of the pressure, a lot of the stress that may be on your heart, especially when it comes down to grief. I will say this. One of the worst things that we can tell somebody that's grieving is you're not supposed to cry. Or, well, crying is not going to help. No, listen. Don't ever let anyone tell you how to express your hurt. As long as you're not doing it in an illegal way, or in a harmful way, it's okay to grieve. And the Bible tells us that we should grieve. Grieving is healthy. If you look at every other creature, they grieve. You look at the animals. You look at the dogs. You look at, you look at matter of fact, we grew up with goats. They all grieve. They cried. They shared. They mourned. It's okay to grieve. But what we have to do, we have to make sure even in the midst of grieving, we sometimes have to be able to talk to someone pertaining to the hurt that we're dealing with. You know, we should not be in a position where we ball up and especially, especially pertaining to what you're dealing with, the grief, the hurt, not just pertaining to Gobert Bryan, but anybody that you have lost in your life who may be, who may have been so important and you may still be grieving or you may not have dealt with it, it's very important for us to be able to talk to someone that we can trust. Talk to someone that we can feel comfortable enough to be transparent. Also, it's okay to even get Christian counseling. Yes, Christian counseling. That doesn't mean that you're lacking faith in God. That doesn't mean that, well, you know, uh, just let God handle it. No, look here. Even pertaining to the ministry of grief, there are licensed positions that are Christian that God has in place for us to have accessibility to. 
So when it comes down to the grief, when it comes down to the hurt, we have to make sure that we ask God to help us with the hurt and also asking him to help us and lead us to the people who can help us doing our hurt. So for those who may be hurting, those who may be grieving, what we're going to do, we're going to have time tonight on this show for us to be able to just come together and just pray. Like I said, for those who were fans of Kobe Bryant, even those who may be watching who may have been related to Kobe Bryant, and also the other passengers who were on the helicopter. But also, you may have had loved ones that you have lost. And I want to say this. It doesn't matter pertaining to grief. It doesn't matter how long it's been. There was a young lady I spoke with earlier today. She said that she lost her husband. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was 20 years ago. I think she lost either her husband or her son. She lost a, a husband and a son, but one of them she lost 20 years ago. And one of the things I'm learning, I don't know everything, but I'm learning what happened is when it comes down to the hurt that we experienced because of the loss of a loved one, especially when it comes down to the way that it happened, the pain doesn't go away, but God help us to live and know and learn how to cope with the absence of that person and for us to be able to live, keep on living, and be able to make the adjustments. God is able to help us with the adjustments with the rest of our life and for the rest of our life. So when it boils down to it, it doesn't matter how long it's been. Listen here, it doesn't matter. Hurt is hurt. Regardless if you've had it recently, two minutes ago, or something that's been lingering years ago, hurt is hurt. But God, no matter how long it's been or how short it's been, God promised to help us. God God said in his word that he's near to the brokenhearted. God is able to comfort us, no matter if it's pertaining to the grief you're dealing with, with Kobe Bryant or that important person that's in your life who's no longer with us. This is the time for us to come as a family, for us to pray for one another, be there for one another, encourage one another. I want to check and see for those who for those who wanted to come on a podcast and maybe even just share their heart. You can feel free to give us a call at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Like I said, I appreciate each and every one of you all. I know that, like I said, um, we're not going to cancel the, uh, the show that I had planned for today. But if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and just have it next Sunday. I'm having next Sunday, but I really felt that, you know, this is so important for us to talk about grief. And I'll tell you, grief, people respond differently. And there is no, if you want to say, cookie cutter process for us to be able to deal with it or handle it and 
understand these stages of grief. Many people, you know, the first person may go, you know, just stress steps. Somebody else may go here and there. You know, some people may not go through the uh, denial. Some people may go straight to, you know, um, uh, the blame or, you know, uh, talking to God and, you know, being angry with God, you know. And especially now, I want to speak to that person. I want to speak to that person who may have felt like God left them because you may have lost someone that was so important in your life. Listen, and don't even don't even let the devil make you feel that well, you know, God doesn't care. God left you by yourself. God may have taken your father, your mother, your child. I want you to know that God never left. You know, first of all, the enemy, the devil, is the one that promoted and caused death. All death. God came for us to have life and have life more abundantly. But the devil himself, he loves death. He loves separation. But in spite of the grief that you're dealing with, the hurt that you may have been dealing with, the tears that you may have shed, I want you to know that God bottled each and every one of your tears. God is still there watching and listening, and he's willing to wipe every tear from your eyes. God wants you to know that he's there, but he wants you to go to him. Like I always say, God wants us to be real and be transparent. God don't want to hear, you know, some type of showmanship when it's not authentic. Oh, the great God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, you know. No, look here. Say, God, look here. I'm hurt. God, I'm I'm a mess. God, I don't understand. He want to talk to you. Look, he wants you to talk to him. Just like you talking to your best friend, because he is a true friend that will not only listen to you, but he knows you. He knows you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to come to him and talk to him. Like I always say, be transparent, be real. And if you can be real with God, he can be for real with you. And so whatever you're dealing with in your life, let's talk to God. God is a friend that know how to keep secrets. You won't find your business on TMZ if you talk to God. TMZ, you won't read it on Facebook or Facebook. You won't see it on Instagram. You won't see your business all out and exposed. No, God is someone that you can trust. And along with God, the ultimate friend, don't you know? Not only he wants you to talk to him, and he's right there in heaven, but also he would dispatch his angels. He will send people your way that will talk to you. There will be people that will come to you. Now, this is the thing. Just like how the devil knows, excuse me, God knows, the devil knows too. But see, God will send people, but when it comes down to it, God wants you to talk to him. God will send people that will talk to you, that will love on you, that will not have any type of ill motive, hidden agenda. God will talk to you, and God wants you to talk to him. Like I said, God wants you to God wants you to be real and talk to him and let him know how you feel. Let him know that you're hurting. Let him know we all hurting. And like I said, you know, 
with I said this a couple of months ago. Um, this was uh, Ashley, um, March the third of last year. I was on my I was on the show and the show was talking about strongholds. And as I was praying, I kept feeling in my spirit. I heard God say, "The God of comfort. I am God of comfort." And I heard, and I don't remember if I said it on the show or not. But after I got off the phone, after I got off the show, a couple of hours later, a couple of minutes later, then that's when my nephew called me and told me what happened with my sister. And God reminded me what he said. Like I said, and maybe a little bit, a little bit over an hour later, when I heard God say the God of comfort, I am the God of comfort. Little did I know that I would get the worst phone call of my life. But when I got that phone call, I hung up the phone when I collected myself. What he told me a few minutes earlier was reminded to me because he said, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. He said it just like that. And so he reminded me that even though I was saying that during the prayer, he told me that during the prayer and me may have been dispatching it out to the audience, he was also speaking to me. He told me before I would find out. God sent me a cushion before I before my world crashed. And don't you know, the same God that did it for me, he can do it, do it for you. Get this. The same God that did it for me, he want to do it for you. So with this hurt, this shocking news that we got on today, we're going to go to God. We're going to allow God to come and help us. Help us as a nation. Help us individually and collectively. Whatever you're dealing with. There may be some who may not be grieving right now, but you don't know what tomorrow may hold. But we do know who holds tomorrow. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, we're going to give it to God. Just in case someone who may be feeling like giving up, someone who may feel like, you know what, my world can't get any worse. For those who may feel like giving up on life, giving up on God, I want to tell you, don't do it. The devil wants us to give up. The devil wants us to abandon God. The devil wants us to feel since God abandoned us, we'll abandon him. I want to assure you that God did not abandon you. But also, even though the hurt that you feel, it may be the worst feeling you've ever felt. But I promise you, if you trust God, talk to God, and like I say, be real, but also realize God will help us every day of our lives. Like I said, when I lost my sister, my biggest question I had was how I was going to live the rest of my life without my sister. How in the world I was going to live the rest of my life without my twin. How I was going to live the rest of my life. And 
even though the devil wanted me to just look at everything negative, I had to keep focusing and ask God to help me. Yes, the preacher, yes, I had to pray. Yes, prayer is for everybody, not just those who may be dealing with something, those who may need deliverance. No, even those that are behind the pulpit, even those that love the Lord, that are worshipers, I found out I had to pray. I had to talk to God like never before. And I know I was doing double duty, trying to be a father, a brother, a son, an uncle to my family. But also in the midst of me watching out and looking out for others, looking out for the other family members who were grieving over the death of my sister, God said, I don't want you to forget about yourself. You're hurt. I want you to talk to me. You tell people, you encourage people, but now I want to encourage you. Like I said, when I had to face that and me asking God how how I was going to live the rest of my life without my sister, and then also a couple of days after it happened, I was taking a shower. And for those that don't know, my sister and I, birthday are three days apart. If she was born three days later, we would have been exactly a year apart. We don't say we're a year apart. We always say we're 362 days apart. But I was asking, I was asking God, I said, God, how in the world am I going to spend the rest of my life without my sister? How am I going to celebrate my birthday, our birthday, without my sister? Because we always celebrate it together. And what God told me, he said, I don't want you to stop celebrating your birthday together. He said, what I want you to do, I want you to still plan on your birthday. I still want you to make plans for your birthday party. I still want you to get that cake with your name and her name on there. But just remember, when you celebrate y'all birthday, remember, continue to celebrate y'all just at two different locations. And that really blessed me. In other words, me and my sister celebrating our birthdays via satellite, via spiritual satellite. I'm up here on earth, but she's up there in heaven celebrating our birthdays together. And so the same God that assured me, the same God that spoke to me, the same God that was ministering to me in the midst of my hurt, want to minister to you, want to minister to us in the midst of this catastrophe. Don't you know right now, God say, even in the midst of your hurt, trust him. In the midst of your hurt, come to him. In the midst of your uncertainty, don't know, your, your your curiosity, your mind may be going back and forth, you know, just come to him. You don't have to get yourself printed up. You don't have to get yourself all right. No, that's not your job. That's his job. God wants us to come to him as we are, for him to come to us, for us to come to him, and for him to do the work that what that's already planned out, but also remember in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your understanding, misunderstanding, God wants you 
to just go. Go to him. But I do want to say this. Even with grief, grief would do something right here with your mind. Grief, especially, like I said, especially the way that a person leaves. Sometimes it makes you, your mind, it, it, it's it's like your mind plays tricks on you or you become forgetful, absent-minded. Your focus is so, you're so, it's so hard to focus. These are the things that some of us deal with, us, yes, me included. But in the midst of what the results of death has caused, God want to help us and assure us that he's there with us for the long haul. Even beyond death, even beyond this life, God said, I will never leave nor forsake you or abandon you. He will not duck tail and run when we need him the most. And this time, we do need him the most. We need him right now. So for those who may be watching, for those who may feel like, you know, they just want to just cry. They just want to just, you know, bawl. They just want to just crawl up in the bed and just cry. It's okay to do that. Yeah, and you know what? I want to say this. Do not feel guilty. Do not feel guilty, not just pertaining to grieving over a loved one, but also don't feel guilty of grieving or crying over someone that you may have never met, someone you may have just seen on TV. People may feel like, oh, man, you didn't know him personally. But you know what? He's a human being. He's a father. He's a husband. But also, like I said, you know, when we see people growing up on TV, we become emotionally attached or invested into them. Excuse me. So it's okay to hurt. It's okay to admit. And like I said, don't feel guilty. Feel guilty of your grief or of your hurt. But what you do is don't feel guilty, but give it to God. And so for those who may be watching, we want you to know that we're praying for you as a family, as a community. We love each and every one of you all. And if it, even in the midst of this, even in the midst of the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other passengers that were on board, including including the uh, the uh, the pilot, we're gonna be praying for that family. For those who may have lost loved ones, who lost a father, um, uh, loved ones, especially in a crash, you know they may have an understanding of how the Bryan family and the other um, people who are on board family feels. So we, for those who may not have experienced it, we're going to need to pray. Pray like never before. And also, even for those who may try to give a word of encouragement, sometimes it's best not to say anything at all, especially when you never when you've never been in those shoes. Sometimes we hear people, they say some of the craziest things. They mean well, but because they try to be helpful, they feel like their help 
is only verbal, but when your your help could be just actions, could be just you know silence, just do something. Sometimes just a hug, sometimes just a pat on the back. You know, the old saying: if you can't say something nice, don't don't say anything at all. Well, I'm gonna say it like this: pertaining to the grief, if you can't say anything that God told you, don't say anything at all. So for those who are watching, for those who looked up to Kobe Bryant, we're praying for you. For those who are hurt because of this shocking news, we're praying for you. And just know in the midst of your tears, in the midst of your uncertainties, in the midst of your questions, in the midst of everything, Give it to God. Talk to God. And like I said, many people may have many questions. We may not, even if we talk to God and ask God why and all that, there may be things, there may be questions that we may receive on this side of glory. There may be other questions that he may not even respond on this side. We may get the answers on the other side. But there may be some questions that we have, and we may not get the answers on this side, on the other side, or not at all. But no matter what, no matter what, no matter when, no matter if, we get those questions answered. No matter what, God is still there to help us, encourage us, to lift the burden, to dry the tears from our eyes, to help us no matter what. So for those who may be watching, those who may be listening, just in case you've heard me talk and feel like, well, you know, uh, I'm not saved, you know, uh, maybe I need to get myself together before I go to church or before I go to God. No. The Bible says, come as you are in the pardons of your sins. That means, listen, don't try to clean yourself up. You know what? Whatever you in, stay right there and go to him. Listen, you may miss a spot, so allow God to clean you up. You know, you know. think about a little kid when they first start pottying. They go to go to potty. They're so excited. And then when they try to clean themselves up, and then they go to the parent, they re- and the parents say, wait a minute, you clean yourself up? Okay, but well, let me double check. And the parent end up having to clean up the child because the child missed a spot. So when it comes down to your life, don't try to clean yourself up because you may miss a spot. Go to God right now. But I'm praying for those who are hurt, those who are grieving, like I said, not just because of today's event, but also yesteryear's event, yesterday's event, yestermonth's event. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, we're going to give it to God. And just in case you're not saved, you've been hearing me speak about God and you want to know who God is, how to get saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and it's not the physical heart, it's the real, right here, the real man. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
So no matter how long you've been dealing with the hurt, the grief, or whatever else you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God. There are those who are hurting right now. People are hurting around the world right now. God, the news of the loss of Kobe Bryant have shattered their hopes, their dreams, God. God, there are those who don't understand. There are those who may even be questioning you right now. But, God, we speak it right now, God that you help them in the midst of their hurt, in the midst of their uncertainties, in the midst of their shadowed hopes, shadowed dreams, or shadowed hearts. God, we're speaking, God, that you come in, that you minister to them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to help them to understand, God, in the midst of whatever, God. We may not understand everything right now, God, but we yet can still trust you, God. But, God, we ask you to help those, God, who were connected, God, to the Brian family and also to the other passengers and the pilot, God. Comfort their family. Be with their family, their friends, their loved ones, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them right now, God. God, we even speak it right now, God. Whatever caused the accident, God, we're speaking, God, that you expose it, God. And let it be a preventative method, God, for it to not happen again right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that help us, even in the midst of this, God, what the devil meant for evil, God, God, you even somehow, God, Bring some good out of it, God. God, we speak, God, that you expose whatever the problem was, God, so that way it could be a preventative method, God, in the future, God. God, we speak right now, God. God, let there be unity, God. And God, let this be an opportunity as a wake-up call for all of us, God. God, help us to understand, God, in the midst of this life, God, even though, God, we may have health insurance, life insurance, but, God, we need insurance, God. We need assurance, God. God, we need assurance, eternal assurance, God. Eternal and internal assurance right now, God. And God, help us, God, to be right with you right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And send around everything you stand for. We bind every hope that the devil trying to shatter. We bind it right now. Send it back to the pits of hell. And God, we speak it right now, God. We bind every spirit of giving up. We bind every spirit of suicide. We bind every spirit like somebody trying to get into a state of depression right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind that spirit, send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, like never before, like never before, God. Help us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for comforting us, God. We thank you, Lord, for helping us, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in to this podcast. And just know, even though this is not a regular scheduled, um, well, it is a regular scheduled episode, but even though, even though we had to make some adjustments pertaining to the topic, just know, number one, for those who may be watching, they may, you may feel like, you know, you need somebody to talk to. You're welcome to you. Welcome to contact me 
In case you're on Facebook, my name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, like brother and sister. Brother Prater, P as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. You can catch me on YouTube, or you can catch me, like I said, on Facebook or even on Instagram. Just know that I'm praying for you. Also, before I forget, uh, on my website, www.brotherprater.org. There's a new um, page I have in our called Word of the Day. It's a scripture, a scripture a day that comes on there. So I want to encourage us to get back into the Bible, not just reading the Bible, but study the Bible. So I thank you for this special edition of Reconnect My Heart. And know that I'm praying for you and also for the fin- for the friends, for the family, for the loved ones, for the teammates of Kobe Bryant. Thank you. Thank you so much for you allowing him to be a part of our lives. So God bless you, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.